And how do you uh, think that uh, this book fit with your previous work and scholarship in media and cultural studies? Um, well, I mean, so I think I think of this book as sort of the medium piece in a trilogy of works. Um, in um, 2010, I published a book called Reality Television and Arab Politics, Contention in Public Life, where I analyzed how different political and social groups in the Arab world used the reality television polemics um, to fight culture wars. So there were liberals against Islamists, um, um, there were um, um, leftists against business owners, um, and these fights really revolved on intersections of four fields that I've identified, which is religion, politics, sexuality, and commerce that fuel these wars. And one of the most important uh, contributions of the book, in my opinion, at least that was my objective, was to contribute to a contentious performative theory of the public sphere. You know, as you know, there are several theories of the public sphere, uh, kind of the rational deliberative um, um, uh, paradigm, uh, mostly, most famously advanced by Habermas, but also by others, sees, of, sees the public sphere as sort of a rational, deliberative dialogue um, between equally endowed people. And I see the public sphere differently. I see it as a more contentious, a more performative environment um, where the body plays a central role and where not everybody is equal. And so you have inequality, uh, you have embodiment, you have performance, and you have contention that are key identifiers of the public sphere. And the body, the human body, is at the center of these. In the Naked Blogger of Cairo that we're discussing, I examine the Arab uprisings through the human body as the locus of creative insurgency. And um, so I identify how the body is used as a tool, as a medium, as a metaphor, as a symbol, as an icon in the revolutionary public sphere. So it's a continuation of trying to figure out um, what happens when we consider the body at the center of the public sphere. In reality television era politics, the public sphere was relatively stable. It was transnational. It included countries from Morocco to Iraq, uh, going through the Levant and the Gulf. Um, in the Naked Blogger of Cairo, the public sphere is revolutionary. It's an upheaval, it's completely unstable, it's fluid, it's violent, it's volatile. Um, which leads me to um, um, the third project. Um, I don't know if you if you would be interested in, in discussing uh, future uh, uh, projects. Yeah, sure, uh, sure, please. Um, and so, you know, one of my next, one of my next projects um, that I'm working on right now, um, and for which I was awarded a, an Andrew Carnegie Fellowship, um, is um, uh, focused on the Islamic State spectacle. Uh, why do I say spectacle? Well, if you read The Naked Blogger of Cairo, the book, the 38, 40 essays of the book are uh, comprised of four, five parts. And the last part of the book, which is the conclusion, um, focuses on the rise of Daesh, or Islamic State, and how Daesh, one of the strategies that they pursued was to hijack what activists during the Arab Spring developed as a creative insurgency for Daesh's own sinister ends. So I go over um, the way, you know, uh, uh, Daesh used uh, uh, body symbolism and the way it used uh, even symbolism from reality television, uh, for instance, in the burning of the Jordanian pilot, 
Um, I looked at the way and it, it used hand gestures, which were fundamental to the Arab uprisings. And so what this next project does, uh, which I really see as the third book in this trilogy about the centrality of the body to um, um, the kind of general pan-Arab public sphere, is to focus on the Islamic State spectacle. And so what I do first, I theorize Islamic State as a war machine. Um, and this comes from a variety of, of sources, um, all the way back to Ibn Khaldun, um, and all and as recently as uh, the work of Deleuze and Gattari, who wrote about uh, the war machine in, in, in their work. And one of the things I do is I, um, um, I define ISIS as a war machine. I explain their communication strategy, their mode of being as a spectacle. And then I argue, okay, what is it, if we consider it as a war machine that survives and thrives on spectacle, um, how do we understand it better, number one? Because I think a lot of the theories advanced to understand ISIS um, are not complete. They lack uh, um, something. Um, and I think that something is the nature of Islamic State, which in my opinion is a war machine. And a war machine comes with a lot of theoretical, definitional, um, etymological baggage. It's not just something to say, right? It means something. It's a, it's a, theoretical, con it's a theoretical construct that took years and years to build. Um, and so this book basically starts off where the conclusion of the Naked Blogger of Cairo ends. Um, another uh, project that I've been involved in um, uh, for a number of years now, and that I now have um, collaborators on, is a project that studies um, what I call the rise and fall of Turkey in Arab public culture. Um, a few years ago, when I was finishing the uh, reality television and Arab politics, uh, which I argued, you know, the reality television controversies not only point to a contentious performative model of the public sphere with the body at its center, but it points to the elaboration of a local indigenous Arab modernity. And in the conclusion of the book, I argued that the success of Turkish television drama in the Arab world, especially in the Gulf, but in the Arab world in general, pointed to a similar phenomenon where Turkish television drama was presenting a kind of locally resonant modernity. Right? And always, I mean, this is what happens with me, uh, new books, <clears throat> I plant the seed of future projects in conclusions of past projects, not intentionally, this is how it, it, it works out to be. So this book exp uh, uh, explores the rise of Turkey as uh, with the rise of the AKP in, in, in Turkey. Uh, it explores that decade, uh, basically 2002 to 2014, um, that starts with the rise of the AKP, the reorientation of Turkish uh, policies towards the Arab world, the sort of charm offensive using films, um, um, television drama, um, satellite television, and other um, uh, modalities. Um, and then um, going all the way to the Gezi protests, um, the repression of journalism um, and political dissent in Turkey, and that's the fall of Neo-Ottoman Cool. And Neo-Ottoman Cool is theorized as <clears throat> this sort of attractive, um, Islamic, capitalistic, Middle Eastern uh, modernity that Turkey offered, um, or, that, or that at least Arabs perceived Turkey to be offering in that decade. And then, of course, I still have a <clears throat> my side project about music videos that I started um, nearly eight or nine years ago um, that is sort of sputtering along.
um, it's not a priority project, but it's still happening. Amazing project. Thank you, Dr. Kredi, for joining us. And congratulations again on, in your new uh, fantastic work. Uh, thank you, Kathy, very much for taking the time to interview me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.